0: And welcome to this month's episode of our Diversity and Inclusion vodcast or podcast addressing the elephant in the room. I'm Lindsay Bridges, and during this series, I will be exploring DHL supply chain, UK and Ireland's journey on our d agenda. We're addressing a range of diversity topics through discussions with colleagues across the business. During March, we celebrated International Women's Day And so this month, I'm delighted to be talking to two of our senior operational leaders from the UK and Ireland business, Lucy Parker and Nicola Crick. And so I'm going to start, and I'm going to ask Lucy, first of all, it's great to have you on the programme. So tell me a little bit about yourself and your early
1: career and, and maybe some of those challenges that you faced during that time. Thank you, Lindsay. Yeah. So um, I'm uh, my most important role, I guess, is that of uh, mum to my seven year old um, son, Daniel. But um, yeah, so first and foremost, that's that's my key role. But within DHL, um, I've been with DHL for uh, 15 years. But prior to that, my early career was largely in uh, warehousing and transport with um, a variety of uh, predominantly food retailers. Um, And my very first role was in a chilled warehouse working for a large food retailer and I was kind of fresh out of university, went into my first graduate placement and uh, found myself in a chilled warehouse up in the northeast of England. Um, And it was a steep learning curve coming from an environment um, up in Edinburgh where, you know, it's a very diverse, inclusive, you know, the the university kind of environment was so different to what I found myself in, uh, in that first role. So I think some of the key challenges were just kind of adjusting to that first job and kind of getting used to being accountable for, you know, delivering performance and, you know, helping people, managing an operation. So it was a, a real difference in environment for me and, I think in my early career sort of challenges being a female in, in that kind of operational environment, I kind of saw that in quite some, sometimes quite confrontational behavior, um, which was quite challenging. Um, but that was always offset in that first role by some great colleagues that really taught me, you know, kind of the basics of operations management. So I kind of look back on that period with, you know, some, some difficult memories, but also some great memories.
0: Oh that's that's great to hear, Lucy. I mean my my first um role as well was in an operational role so I can really relate to you know some of those challenges thrown into what is, I guess in the industry quite quite male dominated in the environment. Yeah. And Nicola, you you came uh, straight into the business um right out of high school, didn't you? Yeah, so I so
2: I joined uh, the business when I was a teenager. Yeah, um, some time ago now, it was difficult to adapt to that uh, first role within the logistics industry. Um, I started as a warehouse colleague, so picking, packing, um, and I remember that I was the only female on shift at that at that time as well. So yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of adapting and you know trying to trying to sort of fit in um, with the whole ethos of uh, of warehouse work at that time.
0: And what sort of challenges did did either of you have to overcome through you know through not that just that early career but as you've grown your career what what are the kind of main things that you've had to work through?
1: I think for me it's been um, just <clears throat> largely and definitely not so much more recently, but largely being on a management team that is you know virtually ninety nine percent male and. When I joined a new company, um, my second major role, I found it quite difficult to integrate with that new team um, and kind of find my place and kind of find my level of communication. And I think it sometimes I feel like it took me a little bit longer to get up to speed um, than than maybe it would have um, in a different scenario. So um, that would be my experience, that kind of communication and, and team fit, really.
2: Yeah, and I think from from me, Lindsay, finding my voice and knowing that my voice was respected and listened to uh, in those early days and having the confidence to project myself, I've done a lot of work on on that. And that would be certainly something that I've took from my sort of early days within the business.
0: Yeah, it's interesting that you both say, you know, finding a way to fit into a team that maybe is a little bit different. and, And having that confidence is really quite challenging, isn't it? Now, like me, you are both uh, working mums and, um, and I'm sure like me that that brings its own challenges as we have uh, we have various roles that we play. Tell me a little bit about about being a working mum, because this is a question I get asked a lot by some of the you know, younger females in our business.
2: Yeah, so I think from uh, from uh, so first of all, I've got two boys. Uh, Lewis is fourteen now, and Harley is uh, eleven, and they are my world. Um, they, they really are wonderful boys, and I like to think that I'm creating a role model atmosphere for for them, and they can see me um, developing over time the career, and they they obviously see what I do um, every day at work, really, because I come home and talk to them. Um, so it, don't get me wrong. Listen, um, I've struggled with. I don't know if Lucy can relate to it, but a bit of a mum guilt at the beginning. So first of all, that transition from, you know, working full time, then going on to maternity leave, whole different ethos and culture and, you know, um, bringing up a baby, right? Another human into the world and then the transition back into the workplace. I, I, found, um, I found challenging. And I think the other thing I'd like to point out on this is um, I made, um, me and my husband made an agreement quite early on that I would go back to work full-time and he would be the main carer uh, for the two boys. Um, so again, that was a, a difficult transition um, through, through those times of, of coming back to
0: work. Well, that's, uh, that is quite challenging, isn't it? I mean, I have the same scenario. My husband gave up work full-time when our daughter was born and um, and back then, that was 22 years ago for me. That was quite unusual back yeah. then, and so yeah. quite challenging for him to fit into that kind of childcare mum environment as well. Yeah,
2: and I suppose at society, especially going back a few years, Lindsay. I don't know if you experienced it, but there was sometimes some sort of odd looks and questions about. Oh, so so Steve's gonna um, take the voice to school and look after them, and you're gonna be you're gonna be working full time and travelling around the country and. He, he is a, a massive support to, to my journey and, and I believe that together we've created a really good team environment at home to enable me to, to, uh, to do that and for him to be at home with the boys and that was a mutual agreement.
0: Yeah I think having that supportive partner at home whether they're full-time at home or whether they're both working as well yeah. it's, it's really important um, and Lucy I guess you find that coming back to work too.
1: Yeah, I think it's a, it's an important point. I mean, coming back or transitioning back into work, I mean, I had 12 months off. So, you know, I left a busy operational GM role and, and came back to that role. But, you know, my experience was just, um, you know, one, something that I'll, I'll never forget, really. I mean, my line manager at the time had a couple of meetings with him before I came back to work. And I don't know, he just got it. He kind of gave me the first couple of months Um, back into the work environment. He made sure I wasn't accountable for for operational delivery. You know, he kind of gave me a little to-do list, go and see these people because this has changed, go back and see the scheduling team because that's changed. And he literally put this protective bubble um, around me when I came back from maternity leave. And, you know, sadly, he's he's no longer with us. But, you know, I will never forget that kind of approach that he took and, you know, how he'd thought about making that experience, you know, as, as good as it can be for me. And, I think as you, as you as your children start to grow up, it it is it is a bit of a, a guilt thing when you you know you have a, a busy operational role and you're kind of working out how much time you're spending with your children. But I suppose one of the things that worked for me as as Daniel got older is really talking to him about what I do. And yeah. you know when I was working down in one of the airports and was away from home a lot, he came at the weekend to visit and we went to see the aircraft and um, you know obviously uh, from from landside and he he kind of got it and, and he still points out, you know, the, the airline aircraft when he sees them in the air and he remembers that as an early experience. So I think involving him and talking to him about what I do has been really helpful. Yeah, I, I agree. The, uh, that whole sort of
2: finding the, the trucks when we're on the motorway and yeah. talking about specifics and uh, yeah, to know that your kids see you as role models and can relate to what you do, I think it's, it's so rewarding, isn't it? So rewarding
0: it is and it it really brings out that pride in in not just the business but actually the work that we all do and the contribution that we make and then and lucy i love the point that you make around the support from your line manager coming back i mean that's a a brilliant example of how a line manager can really be an ally to Mm -hmm. uh you know to somebody who's been on maternity leave or even paternity or parental leave you know coming back into the workplace and having that right understanding is a huge factor in terms of making us feel comfortable that's really good
2: yeah definitely
0: so I'm going to change tack a little bit now and I'm going to talk about some of the perceptions that are out there in the world around women in management roles and there's there's a bit of a, a perception that says you know you know we're too soft to be in management roles and our leadership style doesn't work or there's no room for emotion in in leadership and I'd really love to hear what you both think about that
2: do you know what'm I'm, uh, I'm okay with a bit of emotion actually Lindsay I think uh, I, I think um, emotion in the right scenario is um, it should be seen as a quality and a skill actually um, but uh, over uh, you know I will say over time there has been this thing about is it emotion or is it assertiveness and I've sort of got my own mind around that and that I'm comfortable with that but I understand that there is perhaps a perception that we, uh, we as women leaders, can be uh, emotional in certain certain situations.
1: Yeah, I think for me, I, I guess it's it's been helpful that I think our understanding of what makes great leadership has changed, and you know, some of those those things around authenticity and you know, kind of showing a different side to yourself has become much more acceptable. And I think maybe yeah. that's played into what could be described as a more female approach in in leadership, but. Oh, crikey, I've had times where, you know, my nickname for a while was Ice Queen. Um, <laughs> and uh, I think that was just because I was so concentrated and I would do my briefings in a very set, clear fashion. And, you know, I kind of had that nickname for a while. But I think, you know, over the last few years that that's definitely changed. And it's very much more about our, our female leaders just being themselves at work yeah. and trying to be something different from what they are.
2: I think, yeah, I think I can really relate to what you're saying, Lucy, just being comfortable about your own style right and being able to adapt that in the right situations i think it's incredibly important
0: i think i i agree with you both there we you know this is all about bringing our authentic selves to work and, and being who we are at work and being comfortable in our own skin doing that and mm. um and lucy i guess i've been a bit like you as well you know people see me as very processed and focused and to the point mm. and direct um but actually it is you know there's that's just my my structure mm. but there's a soft side as well to all of us and it is It's so, um, there's an element of humility as well in terms of authenticity and bringing that, as you said. It's really good. So, in terms of being able to wrap this up a little bit, and I'm really enjoying this conversation, I could let it go on. What advice would you give another female starting out on their career in logistics?
2: Okay, I suppose, Lindsay, the first thing to sort of um, say is that I was given some advice when I first joined the business from a senior leader. And he said to me, whatever happens, Nicola, wherever you go, whatever you do, always be yourself, be the best version of yourself, work hard. And and you know, uh, good things will come in terms of your career, and that that has really really stuck stuck with me. So being yourself, being authentic, I think is incredibly important. The other thing that's really helped me is creating alliances around the business, good good networking, people to talk to, um, and and having some good mentors and and asking for those, putting yourself out there in terms of opportunities to ha- to have a mentor. So they would be a couple of my my points.
1: Yeah so I uh, as well Lindsay I'd agree I think that kind of being yourself and and being true to yourself for me is been really important because I think there are you know maybe there's certain behaviors and styles that we can learn and adapt but you know we've all got a kind of default setting which is is our true self and our personality and and I think just just being true to that is really important um, and you come to work as yourself every day you you tend to be the best version and perform as well as you can and I think what I would add to that as well, certainly from my perspective, is, is sometimes be a little bit brave and, and have a bit of courage in in taking a new opportunity, you know, in taking a stretch assignment that you might think, oh cracky, I'm not sure I can do that. But those from my experience are the times when I've you know really benefited the most and, and gained some great experience and development opportunities as a result.
0: Yeah, I think you, you've both given some great ideas there. I mean, the key message coming out from both of you bring yourselves to work and be your authentic self. I think that's really important, no matter who you are in the business. Um, but I love the ideas around um, networking. I think that is critical for anyone wanting to progress in their career and being brave, being courageous. And for me, I would add to that, take the road less traveled. You know, if you've got a couple of opportunities, Kind of go for the one that might be a bit unusual and a bit more difficult, because you'll probably, um, you know, find that that is more rewarding in the long term, even though it feels probably quite difficult first up.
2: Yeah, the, the unknown, Lindsay, sometimes is the most exciting place to be, isn't it? And I, I've certainly learned that.
0: So Nicola and Lucy, thank you both very much for joining us today. Thank you for sharing your insights, for talking to us about some of those challenges that you've faced in your career, the support you've had to overcome those challenges. I think that's really insightful for people listening to us today. And also some of the advice that you would give in terms of mentoring, networking, and most importantly, I think, bringing your best self to work and having the confidence to be yourself at work every day. So thank you. So, that wraps up episode three, but stay tuned for episode four, where we're, I'm going to be talking to some colleagues in our business who are going to give us some ideas around allyship and what it is that you can do to be a better ally in the diversity and inclusion agenda. And you can follow us on this podcast on Spotify, on iTunes, and even on YouTube. Thanks a lot.